Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. I'm going to give you the scripture that we've highlighted, but today, everybody say today. I'm going to get really deep on the four spheres of wholehearted love for God. In other words, when we say you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, we've been on that for the last two weeks and what that is from a practical level uh, as far as priority. But today, I'm going to break down these four words, heart, soul, mind, and strength. What actually is to love God? Is it just a phrase that we say, okay, I love God with all my heart. What does it actually mean? So are you ready? Buckle your seatbelts. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, anoint your word. Anoint our ears to hear in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Mark chapter 12, verse uh, 28. Popular portion of scripture, but I'm going to go a little bit further than what we did uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks. And today is week three, and it's going to be really good. Then one of the scribes, get your Bibles or your tablets here and follow along with me. Having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that Jesus had answered them well, asked Jesus, which is the first commandment of all? Now imagine a quiz, a a, a quiz and the greatest, there's only one question in that quiz. This is the greatest question to the greatest quiz. What is the great or first commandment of all? Jesus answered the first commandment. Of all the commandments, is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you shall. Notice that this is not the great suggestion. (laughs) This is the great commandment. You shall love the Lord your God. Now watch this. This has become very cliche-ish in church. I don't say that to demean this scripture. We rush by this scripture, but we really don't know what Jesus is meaning here. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Say all heart. All of your soul, say all of your soul. All of your mind, say all of my mind. And with all of your strength, say all of my strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Let that sink in. So the scribe said to him, well said, teacher. This is where I'm going a little bit further this morning. You have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, now watch this, and with all the understanding, he didn't even say mind, he said understanding, as when it said to mind, and all the soul and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more, are you ready for this? Is more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. In other words, 2017 version, to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is more than anything you could do for God. Any, it's more than your giving. It's more, it's, it's more than your, your preaching gifts. It's more than your singing gifts. It it's, includes all that, but it's more than just a one-dimensional thing that we say, do. Now, when Jesus saw that, he answered wisely and said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, but after that, <laughs> Jesus, after that, no one dared question him. He had the ability to make people drop the mic all the time. Jesus had the ability to, do, to say something, and people were like, man, I can't even answer that. Now, why do I say that? Because just to review, in the last couple of weeks when we started this series, we talked about a couple key things as review. For, so those of you here, this is going to be a two-minute review because it, you need to know the review to get to me, you to be able to set up what I'm going to talk about today. The review is we realize that to love the Lord with all our heart is more than just singing a love song of affection to Jesus. I thank God that we sing love songs to Jesus. But that's not all that he's talking about there. Can I hear an amen? Don't let me preach good over here. Go to your seat here. 
To love God, we've limited loving God with just a feeling of adoration. Now that is part of it, but it's not the wholeness of it. A feeling of adoration, if that's all that we need to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then there will be a whole bunch of holy people, victorious people, all through just having a love desire for Jesus. And unfortunately for us, that's not completely true. You know, and I know, that you could love God and still have real issues in your heart and in your mind. Now, with that said, we also realized a couple weeks ago that to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength is synonymous to a spirit of obedience to the word. Why? Because Jesus said, not PG, Jesus said, are you alive this morning? Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And then he says, if you don't love me, you will not be obedient to my word. So there is a connotation of loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength that includes obedience to his word. Last week, we talked about the four revelations of growing in God's love. Right? Am I losing anybody yet? Growing in God's love so that we can love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Why do I say this? Unless you have a revelation of God's love, you can't love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So last week we talked about a revelation of, of the Father's love for you, for us. You cannot love God with all your heart if you don't have a revelation of how much God loves you. The second thing we talked about last week is having a revelation of how much the Father loves Jesus. Oh, that's good. How much the Father loves Jesus? You say, I don't need to know how much the Father loves Jesus. Yes, you do. Because the Bible says the Father has loved us just as much as he loved Jesus. So if you, oh, this is so good. If you miss that revelation, you'll think that you're not worth that much. But when you have a revelation that the Father's love for Jesus is as equal as his love for you, your life will be revolutionized. I'm telling you, when you know that love, then you'll say, wait a minute, I can love God with everything in me. Because the Father loves me, weak me, as much as he loves Jesus. That's amazing. The other revelation that we talked about last week was a revelation of loving yourself as God loves you. And I could tell last week when we said that, everyone just started breaking in their, in their mindset. Because it's not about a self-help book about loving yourself. It's loving yourself according to how God sees you. That means your identity can never be changed. Even if you view yourself wrong, you're still a child of God. And unless you realize the worth of who you are, and watch this, dare I say, loving yourself as God loves you, you cannot really love God with all your heart. Because you can't hate yourself and love God, nor can you hate yourself and love others. And that was the fourth one, a revelation of God's love for other people. Those are the four revelations of God's love. Now, Today, I'm going to talk about the four spheres of, of love, of loving God. And the four spheres are heart, soul, mind, and strength. Look at, that, look at that slide up there. Understanding the four spheres of loving God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. So let's look at sphere one today, all right? Sphere one is the heart. You can put that up there. Now, now, when you see the slide up there, what I'm going to do, the heart is symbolic of a lot of things, but I'm going to harp on, okay, the heart, when it says, you shall love the Lord with all your heart. Does it mean that your heart pumps faster? Like, boom, 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 boom. No, no, no. What does heart mean when Jesus saying? So I'm going to break this down. What I'm going to focus when it talks about the heart is our affections and our emotions, because our emotions get jacked up a lot. 
What is it to love God with all of our emotions? Because our emotions sometimes get in the way of loving God adequately. Can I hear an amen? Our emotions are actually placed there by God in our heart. So when I'm talking about loving God with a heart, I want to break down the area of the heart spiritually that talks about our desires, our affections that come from the heart, and our emotions. Can I hear an amen? So it, the heart speaks of our emotions, our longings, our affections that affect every decision that we make. Do you realize that? Do you know that the, your emotions can affect the decisions that you do? So if your emotions are out of whack, that means your decisions are out of whack. Oh, that's good preaching. If your emotions are out of whack, your obedience level can be hindered. Why? Because when you're an emotional mess, it's hard to have the joy of the Lord. You have to fake it real good and, and get stirred up, but your emotions come from the spiritual condition, watch this, of your heart. That's why in order for you to love the Lord with all your heart, we need to know that our emotions are healed. And in order for our emotions to be healed, it has to go to the heart level. We have to focus on what's been on our heart. Because our spiritual condition of our heart, look at this, is what I call the hidden current that moves our spirit man. It's the, the, the condition of our heart is the hidden current that moves our actions, that moves our way. And our heart has powerful emotions, watch this, that color the way we see life. Do you see here what I said? Our, our heart has powerful emotions that color or paint the way we view life. Whatever is going on in your heart emotionally will paint a picture to you in your eyes. That's why they say perception is reality. Well, it's reality because of the heart condition that spiritually that we have that paints a picture to individuals. That's why Jesus said in the Beatitude in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the pure and harsh, so they shall what? Oh, there, because the heart spiritually determines how we view life. You're either viewing life through a poverty lens. You're either viewing life through a hurt lens. And to you, that is real. To the other person says, no, I'm over that. But to you, it is a defeated lens. It is a worry lens. It, it, it is an angry lens. It's an, a bitterness lens, an offended lens. And it's, it's coming from the heart. That's why the book of Proverbs in Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence for out of it, well, come on, preach at me, guys, flow the issues of life. Out of what? The heart. So what is it to love God with all our heart? I'm breaking that down. All of our heart is also talking spiritually about what we set our affections to that fuel our emotions whatever we land our affections and desires on fuels that emotion if we are did you did you hear what i just said whatever you, you land if you if your heart is landing in an affection for the uh, uh, uh the opposite sex then your emotions will be heightened in that level if your heart is 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 drawn towards riches and money then your heart and your emotions will may may gear to to greed but if your heart is anchored in your affection to the lord then it will rule your emotions scripturally can i hear an amen so we can set our love on anything and in doing so it will shape the course of our emotions now since our hearts and since our when i say hearts since our desires and our emotions are naturally naturally bent towards uh, fleshly things 
Naturally, right? Naturally bent towards lust. Naturally bent towards... I'm not trying to beat anybody up. Just hear what I say. The heart naturally is bent towards lust. Is bent towards fleshly things. Since our heart is naturally bent that way, we must be very diligent to eliminate the poisons and the toxins emotionally and, and spiritually that will cause the cloud in our spirit to see things a certain way. The way you see life is a condition of your spiritual heart, which includes your emotions. Hear me now. Hear me what I'm saying. Because a lot of times the church focuses on the spiritual side, but we don't realize that there's an emotional side of us that we never address. And usually it comes from a wounded heart or a heart that's not fully whole yet. So because of this, look at what Jesus says about the natural condition of the heart. Now remember, we're talking about loving God with all of our heart. Okay? All of our heart. And so what does heart include? It includes our, uh, uh, our emotions, and it includes our affections. Now, good or bad, right? It includes good or bad affections, all from the heart. Look at what Jesus says in Matthew 15. Look at this. I, I feel this from the Lord already. Look at what Matthew 15, Jesus, not PG, says about the natural condition of the heart. Why am I focused on the heart? Because we got to get our heart healed if we're going to, sorry, I'm going to say that again. We're gonna, we have to get our hearts whole if we got to love God with our whole heart. We gotta have our hearts whole if we gotta love God with our whole heart. Do you know it's possible to God to love God with 80% of your spiritual heart? Because 80% is, is renewed and healthy and healed, and 20% may be messed up, but that's not your whole heart. God wants wholeness in your heart. Can I hear an amen? Do you know it's possible to love God with 85% healing in your heart and 15% that has not been dealt with yet? And and if we let it slide like that, we're not really loving God with our whole heart. Does God receive our love yes but he's also after wholeness in your heart as well look at what jesus said in matthew 15 verse 16 so jesus said are you also without understanding he's telling a, a parable look at verse 17 do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth gets into the stomach and is eliminated excuse your anyways but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Preach good, Pastor George. I'm trying. But those things which proceed out the mouth, instead of saying shut your mouth, say shut your heart. I mean, because of the fact that the, a lot of our words, and I'll get that in a, in a second, our mouth comes from the heart, and they defile a man. Now look at verse 19 onward. For out of the heart, now I, I didn't see, say this, I'm just reading scripture. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornications. Give me a break, Jesus. Thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Out of what? Out of the heart. So we're talking about loving God with all of our hearts. So we have to address heart issues to make our heart whole again because it, it, then we could really fulfill the first commandment. A lot of preachers say, or they, they say this, love God with all your heart. Amen. And they leave it up to us to be like, but how do you do that? How do you love God with all your heart? Let me ask you this. Think about this. I'm going to, share, I'm going to answer it in a, in a couple minutes. How do you even guard your heart with all diligence? I mean, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows issues of life. Period. It doesn't say, guard your heart with all diligence, and I am going to show you how. It just says, guard it. 
But it's up to us to search scripture to realize what does he mean? We have to look at scriptures. How do we guard our heart from, from all these pollutants, right? So the, Jesus said, these are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands do not, does not defile a man. Now, now, why do I say this? Because even the prophet Jeremiah said about the heart. You know what he said? You don't have to go on the screen. It's in Jeremiah 17. I'll read it. It's in the NLT. 17 verse 9 through 10, it says, I like how the NLT reads. So I, you, if it's on the screen, it's Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10 in the NLT. Look at what Jeremiah says about the heart. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Help us, Jesus. And desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. And I give all people their due reward according to their actions deserved. So listen. So then out of the four spheres of loving God, the spiritual condition of our heart determines the spiritual condition of our emotions. The spiritual condition of our heart produces the condition of our emotions. So here, here he is. Here is Jesus saying out of the heart comes these things. We have to get to a place where we understand this. Now, going back to that question that I asked you, how, if this is the case, how do we guard our hearts? I'm going to give you the answer. It's going to be, I'm going to prove it through scripture. How do we guard our hearts with all diligence for out of it flows issues of life? Is it just up to us? No, we have to search the scriptures to find out. But here is the answer, one of the main answers. You ready? You can take notes. The way we guard our hearts so that the emotional pollutants and toxins won't get in there is to manage what goes in to your eyes and into your ears. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to give you a revelation. The way you keep your heart guarded, now it doesn't say that in Proverbs 4, but it says it throughout other scriptures of the New Testament. How do you, I mean, how do you guard your heart? I'll tell you, by managing what you allow in your eyes and your ears. You say, why? I call it the eye gate and the ear gate. Why? Because whatever you allow through your eyes and through your ears will affect your heart emotionally and spiritually. There, listen, it, it, it is true. When you, it, no, almost nothing else affects your heart as much as those two realities. Look at what Matthew 6, verse 22 and 23 says. This is not the only way, but it is the major way, all right? Matthew 6, 22, verse 23, Jesus said, The lamp of the body is the eye, and if therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. I've said this scripture before, but it's worth saying again. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light is in you, it's darkness. How great is that darkness? Once, now, now I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm not trying to, to call anything out, but I'm just giving you examples. If you struggle with watching lustful images, pornographic images in your lifetime, it has greatly affected the way that you view God and see, see people. Because now you see people in the image that your heart dictates should be. Now, everybody should be this way. Everybody should look this way. But how did that get into your heart? How is that struggle beginning? You didn't wake up one day and through osmosis, lust just came into your heart. Lust came into your heart through what you opened with your eyes. And then also in your ears, I don't have time to say it, but what you hear could also affect your heart emotionally. If you hear, you're just fat, you're just stupid, you're just dumb. If you constantly hear, you're never going to make it. You don't have enough money. Your heart can be, can be triggered in a, in a way that will stop you from loving God with all your heart. Why is this important? It, it's not the Lord's responsibility to guard your heart. It's our responsibility. 
And it's very simple. Other than scripture and other than prayer, the two main ways to guard your heart is to manage what goes into your eyes and go in your ears. Here's my question to you. What are you allowing to see? What is your eyes looking at? What is your ears listening to on a continual basis? If you're not careful, it will affect your heart. And if it affects your heart, it's almost impossible to truly love God with all of your heart. One, two. Let's make sure we have the batteries refreshed every Sunday, guys. Praise the Lord. Look at it. Look, David made a choice. If you could lower this. David made a choice that I will love God no matter how he felt. You know, if you, if you didn't know David, you would think he's schizophrenic or crazy. <laughs> he's always talking to himself. <laughs> I mean, like, hope now in God, oh my soul, why art thou depressed within me? And I'm like, you're like, you're like talking to yourself. You know what he, you know, you know what he said? You know what, you know what David said in Psalm 18? He said, I will love you, Lord my God, my strength. In other words, no matter how I'm feeling emotionally, I will decide to love God. Here's a little clue before we go into the next one. The way that you renew your heart to loving God with all your heart is deciding to set your affections on God regardless of how you feel. Regardless of how you feel, I will decide to, I will decide, I feel cranky right now, but I will decide to set my affections on the Lord and not on my problems or on not on my frustrations because the Holy Spirit will honor the power of your decisions when you align themselves your heart with scripture come on I'm gonna say that again the Holy Spirit honors the power of your decisions when you set your heart towards God continually so that's the heart everybody say the heart the heart is key to be understand if you're going to love the Lord with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, here's the, the second word. The second sphere of loving God wholeheartedly is the word soul. Say soul. Now, if you look at the screen, loving God with all of our soul. Now, this, is going to, this may, may um, be a little weird to some of you guys. Just hold on for a second. Hear me now. When I say soul, what I am talking about is what, what makes you, you. Your soul, the uniqueness of your soul is expressed through your personality. The uniqueness of who you are is expressed by the God-given personality that God has given you. Now watch, watch what I'm, I'm getting at. Your soul is what makes you, you. That's what your soul is. And your soul is expressed through your personality. And so your, 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 what I like to say is that your, your soul or our soul is like the animator, the animator or the animation that expresses our personality. I'm going to say that again. Your soul is the animator inside that expresses to the world your personality. Now, some people's personality are expressed by their facial expressions a lot. Uh, some people's personality, because they're introverts, they, in, their, in their posture, in their body posture, their personality is expressed that way. But the most dynamic way, come on, I'm going to preach good now. The most dynamic way that your personality and my personality is expressed is through our speech, through our words. Our soul. Our soul is an expression of our personality, and our personality is an expression of the words that come out of our mouth. The words that come out of our mouth, our speech, is a big part of our personality. Why? Because if you're loud like me, that's part of my personality. When people describe PG, oh, he's loud. Or when people, thank you for that. <laughs> it's like, finally he admits it, golly. 
Or when people describe somebody to you, they soft, watch it, soft-spoken, right? You, they attribute part of, major of your personality with your words or your tone or your, or your speech. Oh, watch, this is good. Why is that important? Because what we say can enhance or quench your love for God. Okay, I'm going to say that again because no one's saying amen. What you say and comes out of your mouth is a reflection uh, sometimes of the condition of our soul. And so just like the heart needs to be healed, the many times that people are speaking things that are negative, that is a result possibly of a soul that has had undealt with pain. And because of undealt with issues, the mouth is speaking what the soul is experiencing. Do you hear that? So part of loving God, watch this, I'm getting somewhere, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, part of loving God with all of our soul includes how you speak. You say, what do you mean? I'm not talking about eloquence and speak. I'm talking about the, the, the emotional and spiritual things that are coming out of your mouth. Now watch, I'm going to give you a revelation here. Look at this. If we set our heart to express ourselves and speak in a way that enhances love, not diminish love, we will also be in path to loving God with all our heart. Now, do you know that when we grieve the Holy Spirit, some of you never heard this. When in my studies, I got something in my studies. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, He still loves us, but he, we don't receive as powerfully from Him. Do you realize that? He still loves you, but when, when we're constantly grieving the Holy Spirit, we're not going to feel the full effects of his favor over our lives because he honors these things that are obedient in Scripture. Now, in my studies, I realized that we think grieving the Holy Spirit is only a certain uh, two, three. Do you know that grieving the Holy Spirit also involves your speech? Do you know that you could grieve the Holy Spirit by, by, what we, by how we talk? Why do I say that? Because some of us need our souls to get right. If we're going to love God with all our souls, we need to get our souls right. And our souls right through Scripture will enhance the way we speak to each other. And it will heal the confession that's coming out of your mouth. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, this is good. I want you to notice the sentence before the, the main phrase of do not grieve the Holy Spirit. We've all read that, right? Right? That's a terrible thing to do. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit, right? I'm going to what? I'm going to give you a revelation. This is not the only way to grieve the Holy Spirit, but we're talking about heart, soul, mind, and strength today. I want you to notice the sentence before the phrase grieve Holy Spirit and the sentence after the phrase don't grieve the Holy Spirit. In between, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, there's a common, common denominator. Now, when the writer of Ephesians with the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, there was one central theme and thought process going on. He didn't have like amnesia and then talk about one thing and then jump to another thing. It was all one stream of thought, okay? Now look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. It says, let no corrupt what? Come on, speak at me. Let no what? Word proceed out your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And all one thought, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So he's talking about don't let any corrupt words come out of your mouth and don't, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Now watch the next verse. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, all these are emotions, right? Clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Loving God with all of our soul means 
how the uniqueness of our personality is expressed through our words. We have to get to the place where we allow the Holy Spirit to heal us from a wounded soul. Some of our souls are wounded, and the way that we know it's wounded is not because of the pain that we actually feel. That is true. The way that we know that our, wound, that our soul is wounded or maybe undealt with is because we, ha- we, we realize what's coming out of our mind. Have you ever spoke something, and then after you, a couple minutes after you spoke, it's like, that's really not me. What happens is at that moment, your soul is saying, ouch, and your mouth is releasing that ouchness from your soul. Right? That's not a word, but you should pretend with me. <laughs> a sign that our speech is erratic could be a sign that we have undealt wounds in our soul. We'll say that again. A sign that our speech is erratic may be a sign that we have undealt with issues in our soul. Can I hear an amen? So to love God with all our heart, heart is talking about our affections, right? What is it also talking about? Our emotions. Our soul is talking about personality and our speech because our, persona- our speech comes from our personality. Now look at number three, the third word, mind. Loving God with all of our mind. Say mind. Now the words I'm going to break down when it comes to loving God with all of our mind is our thought life and our intellect. Our thought life and our intellect. In other words, what is constantly going on in this ticker of yours up here? What, what, I know this is scary, but if, if, if your thoughts could be displayed on a screen, would you be happy or you'd be terrified? All of us have these, these, uh, these realities in us. And so the way that we love God with all of our mind is by having long and loving meditation of God's word. Meditation is not a new age thing. New age took it from the Lord. Meditating on God's word is to repeat scripture all the time until your mind is renewed. Woo! Until your mind is renewed. You can't renew your mind by someone laying hands on you. I can't say, in the name of Jesus, that dirty mind. You don't have a dirty mind. But in the name of Jesus, dirty mind, be healed. And all of a sudden, wow, I don't have any unclean thoughts anymore from my past. Praise God. No. You have to renew your mind through opening up the scriptures and letting the scriptures drive out unclean thoughts. Some of you have actually have to unlearn things that you've learned in order to think scripturally and right before God. Some of us have to unlearn things that we've learned, hear me now, that we thought was right all the time in order for God to really heal our minds and so we can love God with all our minds. Because if we're not careful, you also could have wounds in your minds. This is very powerful what I'm about to say the powerful thing I'm about to say is this they say you are what you eat help us Lord for that (laughs) they say you are what you eat right if you eat junk listen if you eat candies don't be don't be mad at God because you don't have a six-pack right now if you're eating donuts all the time don't get it's not God's fault it's not nobody's fault it's our fault now watch you are what you eat but watch this are you ready this You are what you think. I'm going to go this side. You are what you think. So if you think you're depressed, you're going to become depressed. If you think you're poor and you're not going to make it, you're going to have an outlook at life that is going to control your actions based on what you think. 
So you have to realize the mind is the rooter of your life. And whatever is inside your mind will dictate how you express yourself. You have to understand. That's why loving God with all our mind includes this. Here, Watch this. This is going to bring healing to some of you. Not only is your mind your intellect and your thought life, but your mind is where memories are stored. It's like a big camera that has pictures and movies from your past lodged up in there. Your mind is the, is the, is the incubator where memories are lodged. And the reason why some of us can't love God with all of our minds is because of our hurtful past memories that are lodged up in our minds. The hurtful memories that we can't escape because some of our memories is we are attacking ourselves for something that we did that God has already forgiven you. And that mindset is making you beat yourself up on the head with a spiritual bat because you can't get your mind off of what you did. Or it's hard for some of you to get past what people did to you. Some of you are in here and you have a wounded mind from past church experiences. Some of you have a wounded mind from past relationships. Some of you have a wounded mind from past decisions that you've made. And even though you love God, your mind is still wounded because of the fact that you haven't dealt with some of these things that has happened to you. And until you and I do that, my friends, we can never wholeheartedly love God with all our mind. I want the worship team to come up here, please. This is a plea from the Holy Spirit saying, it's okay. Recognize the memories. Hear me now. Hear me now. Recognize what memories. Now, now, now ask yourself this question. Don't answer out loud. <laughs> what memories are you constantly thinking about? Let me just, let me rephrase it this way. What thoughts dominate your mind when it comes to your memory that seem to always stop you right before you're about to do something great? Right before you're about to do something great, what comes, feeling of failure. Failing in the past is a, is a negative roadblock for you to do something new in the present. Look at this. What comes into your mind? Church, hear me now. When you're about to go on that mission trip for the first time. What comes into your mind when you're about to step into that business for the first time? What comes into your mind when, you, when you're about to, to preach for the first time or sing for the first time or, 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 or step out into a new arena that God wants you to do? What floods your mind? If, if the initial, I mean, just like that, if the initial mindset is, I don't think I'm qualified, I can't do that, your mind will dictate, what's in your mind will dictate your success when it comes to your spiritual walk with God. Why? Why? Because if it's filled with I can't do it instead of I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, what happens is that now we are, it's an indication that we have not applied scripture enough to renew our mind, to align our minds to scripture. Our thought life has to be renewed and our memories have to be healed in order for us to love God with all of our minds. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? The other side or the other spectrum of, of your mind that you have to be careful of, if not just your wounds, is the, actually the good side of your mind. Is our, our intellect, which sometimes, if you're not careful, this is where it sets in, pride. Sometimes the opposite spectrum is true. We may not have hurtful memories, but because we have set our minds in certain ways, whether it's degrees or doctorates or experience, 
it sometimes inhabits or prohibits you from loving God with all your mind because pride sets in your mind because of all the things you've accomplished, all the things that you've experienced, and all the books you've read. Come on, somebody. There's two spectrums of cleansing our mind this morning. I don't know why, but there, is, there are people in here that I felt this morning that have a, a wounded mind. Sorry. Wounded memories. Wounded memories. It's an internal movie screen. Your memory is a, is a movie screen that's constantly playing before you. Movie of failure. The movie of offense. The, the movie of rejection. The movie of isolation. The movie uh, of injustice. Are you hearing me? And I believe the Lord wants to give us a sense of urgency. Let's all listen here. Listen to what I'm saying. The Lord wants to give us a sense of urgency to renew our mind so that we can love Him with all our mind. Jesus said, the greatest commandment is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Emotions, right? All your emotions, all your affections. With all our soul, our personality, our speech. With all our mind, our thought life, our memory life. We need healing in our memories. I said, we need healing in our memories. I said, we need healing in our memories. And sometimes, I've said this before, but I believe there's people that need to hear this. Sometimes we need to go back to our painful past to unlock those painful memories so they can escape and be healed instead of pretending like it never happened because it's too hurtful to bring up. You know that a lot of times we don't talk about things because it's a false therapeutic method to not deal with an issue, but it's still there. It's like I said this before. It's like if you, if you order ice cream and you go to, you know, the youth like to go to Jeremiah's. I love Jeremiah's. So you go to Jeremiah's and you're licking that ice cream. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is awesome. And then, and as you're eating it, you're like, and you're like, yeah, I, I didn't order any nuts in this thing. And all of a sudden, listen, you're loving it because you don't have a revelation of what's in there yet. Come on, I'm preaching good now. You're, as long as things are covered with nice things, you don't have a, relation, a revelation of what's truly been put in there. So you're crunching on it. You're like, I didn't order any nuts. And when you look at it, it's a dead insect or a dead cockroach. See that? Look at that. Look at that. All of a sudden, your revelation changed. But you used to like it before there was a revelation in there. But here's the truth of the matter. That roach was already there when you started liking it because you didn't see it. Just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Come on, I'm preaching good. You better clap. <laughs> You're going, this is good. But guess what? Before you even knew it, it was still there and you liked it. What made you go, ooh, is the revelation of the crunch. But it was already there. Cut, now, now, <laughs> I hope I haven't ruined your experience with Jeremiah's ice cream. <laughs> People are now going to search with a straw down there when they go. No, no. But look, look, look. Here's my point. My point is... If you don't deal with the things in your mind, just because you don't deal with it doesn't mean it's not there. You could, listen, when someone comes into your house and you're not, and you're not ready, and they ding, ding, you're like, oh, hi. All right, put all those, put all those toys underneath the rug and put all of the, hey, how you doing? You're doing good? Oh, look how clean your house is. And they're just walking on dirt. They don't even know it. Just because it's hidden doesn't mean it's dealt with. 
I said, just because it's hidden doesn't mean it's dealt with. You and I have to deal with these things and don't hide it from good works anymore. Don't hide it by church attendance anymore. Deal with it even though it's painful. Then you get that roach out of the ice cream. Then you can have fun. Glory to God. And I'm almost done here. Some of you I'm traumatizing for life. That's not my goal. My goal is for you to love God, listen to me, with all your mind. You know that self-defeat voice that you hear? It's all in your head. Really. If you renew your mind and you allow, you know, this is an instant that happened. I'm going to ask God to heal me. Then your mind will be renewed. Guess what happens? You have a clear mind and you'll be able to think confidently about God and about yourself. Oh, that's so liberating. There's no roaches in your spiritual mind. There's no clutter. There's no, there's no dirt. There, there's, there's just purity. Why? Because even though it hurt you, you dealt with it and you confessed it and you stopped hiding. You stopped covering it and you said, God, yes, there was painful experience in my past, but I give it to you so that my mind will be able to love you with all its might. And last but not least, strength. Everybody say strength. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, emotions, and affections, your soul, your personality, your speech, your mind, your memories, and your thought life, and your strength. You know what that is? Your resources. I'm closing with this. To, what it, to love God with all your strength, church, is to love God with all the resources you have. What is resources? Time, money, gifting, talent. Oh, God, this is good. I wish I had about another hour to preach at you. Because some of us, we love God with our heart. We love God with our mind. We love God with our soul. But many of us are not loving God with all of our resources. There's gifts laying in you, and you're not loving God through that. You're not loving God through your time. Watch this. This is going to hurt to some of you. You love God with, with, your, uh, with your mind and your heart and your soul, but some of you may not be loving God with your money. When he says with all my strength, what he's symbolically saying is I am loving God with everything in me and with all the resources that God has given me to expand the kingdom of God. Time, talent, ability, reputation, influence. Last scripture and then we're going to pray. All right. Look at Paul. He poured his heart out. The normal use of strength is to increase our comfort. But the normal use of God's strength is to use our resources to benefit others. Here, I'm going to say that one more time. The normal use of our physical strength is so that we could gain. But in the kingdom of God, is an upside-down kingdom. We use our resources to benefit not only us, but to benefit others, to benefit the kingdom. Are you loving God with your time? Are you loving God with your money? Are you loving God with your talent? Or are you sitting down on your talent? Do you know that a way to love God is by saying, I have a talent for this, and I'm going to use it for God. That's loving God with everything in you. You're pouring yourself out like a drink offering. Look what Paul the Apostle said, and I'm closing. Paul, this is good, isn't it? Look at Paul the Apostle, Philippians 2, verse 17, and I'm closing with this. Philippians 2. Look at what it says, verse 17 and 18. Yes, and this is Paul the Apostle speaking. If I am being poured out, poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, then I'm glad. He wasn't saying, you know what? Woe is me because I'm always giving to the church. I'm always giving. I'm always giving of my time. I'm always giving of my talents. I'm always giving of my, of my abilities. He goes, no. If I'm being poured out like a drink offering for your sacrifice, what he says, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Watch this. For the same reason, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. The same reason is, are you loving God with your resources? Some of you have some incredible resources. 
Some of you have incredible resources that God is saying, do you love me with all of that or are you holding back? Huh? You have some, some of you, the gifts of God in you could actually catapult the kingdom of God so fast and so further. Let me just say this that I feel from the Lord. I wasn't feeling this this morning, but some of you in the positions of God solely so you could have the favor of God over God's work and over your life and over the ministry. I mean, there's so many things I want to say right now, but I'm not. But I'm just saying this. There's some of you that in your jobs that you're in position of influence, not for yourself, for the expansion of the kingdom of God. God put you there for a reason. And you may, and you, you may be in a radio station. You may be at a TV station. You may be, you may be in, a, in a printing press. You may be in a newspaper. You may think, well, that's, or you may be an events coordinator at your job. That's not just for your job. Those are skills that you're knowing so that God could place Jesus on the map through your gifting. That's what it's for. So here we have heart, which is emotions, and your affections. Your, your, your soul, which is your personality and your speech. Your mind, which is your intellect and your memories, and your strength, which is your resources. I want everyone to stand up. If we could just play something. I want to be able to worship God. The worship team, if you could start playing something. Now, as the worship team plays, I want you to hear me. Today, I want to ask a call for those of you who fit into one of these four spheres. You may say, God, I want to be able to, to strengthen my heart or my mind or in the area of my resources. Or I really want to love God with all my mind. And I realize today that I have some memories that I need to deal with today. I have some memories that I need to deal with today. I, need, I, I have some resources that, watch this, that I'm sitting on and I have been sitting on. The Lord wants to challenge you today. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Don't look at me like, come on, don't look at me like this. Are you ready? Lift up your hands right now before the Lord. Close your eyes. Lift up your hands. The worship team is going to worship, and I'm going to examine which four areas do you need God to renew you. In your heart, your emotions, your personality, or your words. Some of you say, man, my words need healing. I didn't realize that I still have wounds in my soul. How about your, 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 um, your mind? You have lodged memories in your mind that you need to deal with in order to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And some of you in here are your resources. God's like, you know what? I've given you talents. I've given you resources. And now I want you to love me with all of that. Come on, lift up your hands before the Lord. And allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you right now. Come on. Come on, let the Holy Spirit move right now. Can you love Him with all your heart? Your emotions. With all your soul. With all your mind and your strength. Come on, the Lord is speaking to you today. Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak to us.
Jesus. Jesus. Yes, God. Let him speak to you right now. Come and speak, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, just a couple more seconds here. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. With all eyes closed, with all eyes closed, you say, Pastor George, I hear, I need one or more of these spheres to be dealt with in my heart. I want to see more, I want to contend for more wholeness in my heart. In other words, in my emotions. Some of you, while I was speaking, you know that your emotions have been out of whack lately. And the Lord was wanting to address this lovingly. And some of you, it's your soul. In other words, your, your personality, your speech. Sometimes the Lord is wanting to heal that area of your life. To some is, is really what I felt this morning, lodged memories that are wanting to be dealt with by the Holy Spirit and let it go today, this morning. And some is our resources. If that's you in this room and you say, I want to be able to grow in one of these spheres so I can love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. I need wholeness in my heart, in my emotions. Or I need wholeness in my mind or in my soul. Lord, I, or I need wholeness in the areas of my resources. I'm going to re-sign up to release the resources of God. I want you to lift your hands right, right now. If this is speaking to you, I want you to lift up your hands right now. All over this room, come on. All over this room, there's hands raised all over this room. I'm asking you right now, those of you, let's take a step of faith. Let's take a step of faith, and by faith, it's between you and God. There's not going to be that many people praying for you, but I want you to step out in this aisle and join me here at this altar. And I'm going to ask you right now that you just present yourself. No, no, You're not bad. You're not messed up if you come. You're just presenting yourself and saying, I need an area, these four spheres, I want God to work on me in these four spheres. Come on, and present yourself, just you and God, whether it's your heart, your emotions, your resources, whether it's your soul. Come on, I ask God right now, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would release the spirit of healing in our emotions deep wounds from your emotional hurt that you will begin to address the areas of wounds in our minds and our speech. Holy Spirit, you're the great counselor. You're the great teacher. Holy Spirit, we give you our resources. We give you our minds. We give you our heart. Come on. We give you our emotions. Say that with me. I give you my emotions. I give you my mind. I give you my resources. I give you my soul. I give you my speech. Today, mark me in this area that I may love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind and strength. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship God. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Release your spirit, God. We present ourselves to you today. Hallelujah. Jesus, our emotions are here. We give you our memories, God. We give you our speech patterns, God. We give you our resources, God. Starting today is a new day. 
Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands and ask the Holy Spirit to heal that area of your life. He's faithful. He's faithful. Now, before we leave, I want you to verbalize the area that you need God. Just right now in your heart, verbalize. Is it your emotions? Lord, I ask you to renew my emotions. Or is it your mind? Renew a wounded memories. Just right now between you and God. No, no embarrassment, just you and God. At, verbalize that area that, that the, of the sphere that God, you want God to work with. Why? Because the Lord is reminding me, the Bible says, He promises to perfect that which concerns you. So right now, I don't know what area. Maybe it's all four. But I want you to verbalize it right now. Right now in your quiet time. And that the Holy Spirit, listen, He's faithful. I hear the Lord saying, He's faithful to perform and complete that which is important to you. So if you're saying, God, my emotions are, are out of whack, the Lord's going to heal you. Just, just confess it. Say, Lord, here's my broken emotions. Come on. Here's my broken memory that stops me from doing great things. Here's my resource I've held back. It's okay to repent. And God says, I will bring healing as you acknowledge these areas. And last but not least, as you guys are praying right now, as everyone's praying right now, all eyes closed. I felt that this morning, I'm just going to close with this. All eyes closed. If there's anyone in here, you've heard this message. You've heard the worship, and the Lord has touched you. And you are here. And not only are you just uh, hurt or maybe wanting a renewing of your mind or renewing of your emotions, and God is going to do that. But maybe you're here and you're backslidden. Or maybe you're here. Listen, hear me, hear me. Close your eyes. Maybe you're here. And you used to love God, but because of the memories of your past, you haven't been serving God. If you're here and you're backslidden or you're not here by accident, or if you're here and you're not saved and you're not fully loving Jesus because of something in your soul or because of something in your mind or because something in your heart like we talked about today, the Lord wants to bring healing to you. It's not too late. The Lord says, let it go, and I'm going to start fresh with you this morning. The Lord says, let it go, and in the Spirit of God, but come and bring healing. If this is you, and I feel the Holy Spirit here. If this is you that, I'm saying, that you're saying, I need, I've been away from the Lord because of these wounds in my heart or, or mind. I want to come back to the Lord today. I want you to, at the count of three, lift up your hands if that's you. One, two, three. Lift up your hands if that's you. I see that hand. God bless you. Come on, that's you. I see that hand. I see that hand. This is what it's all about right here. You need healing in your mind and heart and emotions, but most importantly, you need healing in your restoration with the Lord. With the Lord. With the Lord. If you lifted up your hands to return to the Lord and you're surrendering your life to the Lord, I want you to come right out of your seat. I want you to join me right here where I'm at. Come on. Get out of your seat. Come on. Don't let the enemy play with you. Come on. Join me right here. Come on. Give them a hand as they come. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. Get out of your seat. Come join me. Bless you. Bless you, daughter. Come on. There was a couple of you that raised your hands. Come on. Don't let the enemy convince you to stay in your seat. Come on. I want to pray with you. If you want to surrender again to the Lord and you lift up your hands, come here. Come on. I saw those hands. Get out of your seat. Come on. Come on. I'm going to wait 10 more seconds. Come on. I know the Lord is speaking to you. Don't let pride get in the way. 
The Bible says, if you confess me before man, I will confess you before my angels in heaven. Daughter, I'm going to tell you this is a new day for you. Tears are streaming down your face, but the father is saying, daughter, you're coming home. That, that prodigal is coming home. And the Lord says, the memories that have been haunting you are going to be filled with memories of love. Of the father's love saying he does not reject you and he does not give you over to as an orphan. Today, all the pain. All the pain of your past is going to be touched by the Lord. Are you ready? Everybody repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, come on, including her. Jesus, I come before you right now. And I come to Jesus. And I realize that I have sinned against you. And I've been away from you. But today I'm coming home. Today I want to experience your love. Remove the painful memories. Come on, remove the painful emotions. And today, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I give you my mind, and I give you my strength. Come into my life and heal me in Jesus' Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.